smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, September 1st. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. It is a show with just us today, Cliff. Just it us. Is. Just us. It's okay, isn't it? It is okay. We, 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 we still like so each other. Lately. You know, we, we, I'm having fun. So yeah, many, no, you know, so many we have lots like of good guests. Guests are good. I think they teach us good. a lot. But, uh, sometimes it's just oh, and I just emailed Amanda Carpenter this. Well, let's see. Did she say yes? Oh, she said yes. Amanda's oh, going to come back on. I didn't even know. Wait, no. And I, we were thinking, by the way, we were thinking, you know, obviously most of our guests are liberals, some are in the middle, but I do think it's important to have the conservatives, uh, anti Trumpers on because I, do I think that, that there's an important in- perspective to be had. And you know what, Cliff? We need people in the middle, and they're going to help get people in the middle. And Amanda, Amanda, you know, literally wrote the book on gaslighting about Trump. And Jim Shooto on CNN today, uh, you know, who's one of their anchors and correspondent, yes. uh, he was repeatedly mentioning her book about Trump lying when he was talking to Daniel Dale, um, which we're going to get into the Trump lying thing again today. Uh, in any case, so Amanda will be coming back on. We'll see when she's available. Um, today, a number of updates. You know, Trump's. Craziness, lots of Trump crazy interviewing on Fox, um, the new book from Washington New York Times reporter about Trump that we wanted to get into, the protests, you know, Portland and Kenosha in particular, Trump going to Kenosha, uh, some new election news, military polls showing Trump in trouble, which is really wild. Um, yeah, military and, is usually a yep, pretty solid Republican constituency. Are, which um, and then know. Corona, of course, some more Corona stuff. So I'm wondering – you know, let's start with the military polls because I think it's really interesting. I mean, we can get to Trump being an ass in a minute, but the military stuff w- seemed so significant, although it was one poll. But, but, and you know who none other, and it's important to remember, as we say often with this stuff, it's one poll. Um, none other than uh, our, our old friend, and he's not really our old friend, but somebody who we all, I think, have a lot of respect for, Alexander Vindman, oh. um, tweeted yeah. out. A whole thread on this, um, on the armed, you know, love her. yep, and about why this yep. was a big deal, you know, yep. which I would recommend. I'm not going to read it all, I'd recommend to people well, it's worth reading, but he, but um, more troops say they'll vote for Biden. He's got here's my hot take on this poll the military, which is inherently patriotic and tends to run conservative, knows Trump is not strong on defense and national security issues, thus. They know that the president has failed to make the country safer. The military knows Mr. Trump's claims of, quote, unquote, rebuilding the military and being a strong proponent of the military are false. As voters, the plurality of the the military and their families will vote for VP Biden. Um, And let me see if there's anything else here worth sharing. I mean, I can. do you want to give the overall numbers? How do you want to do it? Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Well, I do. So then I'll give them. (laughs) I think um, (laughs) Do it. <laughs> um, so, by the way, this, this is a quote from the poll. Um, among active duty service members surveyed in the poll, 43% said they would vote for Biden, the Democratic nominee, if the election was were held today. Sorry, see that? You get pissed at that too, John. It says if the election was held today. I'm a subjunctive yep. uh, case, yep. you know. Subjunctive uh, junkie, what's your... Sorry, I'm, I'm going to subjunctive case radical and I'm sticking with it. Actually, you know um, what? Okay, so I have. I now have the, the Greek screaming goat we can use whenever there's a grammatical error. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to become like Is a morning zoo show. We need to do that. It's um, the only sound we've got. Actually, I did buy... I am buying a new mic. The mic Joe Rogan uses. Thank you. Um, and it requires one of those scary little amp boxes. Or whatever. mic then? Yes, exactly. It's kind of a little bit of a racist anti-gay mic. No, but it's a it's a very good quality mic because I've been getting annoyed that your quality, your voice resonates so much better with the mic than mine does. And when we had Laura Packard on the other day, her voice was so good that I was finally I like, almost no. made you straight. It was, you were like, uh, wow, your voice. Well, it just, it's, it's, it's. Now she also, she Laura Packard also has a very nice radio voice. A very she does. Nice NPR doesn't she she's got a very oh, she does. you've got that deep thing that works too so anyway and but i can just case, say the deep um, thing folks look height didn't exist in my family deep you should hear cliff did. when he's not on the radio you should hear cliff when he's not I on the radio I get, just, I, I, I get up really Kushner. high and uh, exactly Gary Kushner, right cliff oh my god 
Um, okay, let me finish. We went. We just went off on ridiculous. Let me finish. Among active duty service members surveyed in the poll, 43% said they would vote for Biden. The Democratic nominees election were held today. Only 37% said they would vote to reelect Trump. I know that doesn't sound like a huge lead, guys, but if you look in the past, and again, it's one poll, so let's not put all our eggs in this basket. Mm -hmm. But if it is correct or anything close to correct, um, you know, you'll look at past polls and you'll see at least 60 percent, often 70 percent of the military would support the Republican nominee. So this is a, a big fucking deal, as Joe Biden once said. Um, another 13 percent said they plan to vote for a third party candidate and nearly 9 percent. Well, that's that's actually kind of sad in a way. said they plan on skipping the election altogether. I wish those – in any case, um, about 40% of the troops survived, survived – that was nice – surveyed, are. identified as Republican or Libertarian, 16% as Democrats, and 14% as Independent or other parties. So that tells you what you need to know there, right? 40% who claim to be Republican or Libertarian, and Libertarians claim, oh, I'm different. I'm a Libertarian, and they almost always vote Republican. Um, and he's getting only 37% of the vote, whereas 16% only are registered as Democrats, and yet Biden's getting 43%. That's pretty incredible. Do um, you have the Hillary numbers from military in front of you? I'm going to look if if you don't. Not, do. Okay. You keep talking. I'm going to look here. Um, so here's some interesting numbers along those lines. Um, uh, where is it? There it is. Only about 17% of those surveyed felt the White House has properly handled reports that Russian officials offered bounties for Afghan fighters. I'm really actually surprised it's 17%. That tells you right. that they're cultish Republicans because like, he's right. paying people to kill you or allowing them to pay people to kill you. Right. Um, uh, nearly 47% felt that Trump had, had, had not done enough. I don't know where the rest were. Um, 74% of those surveys disagreed with Trump's suggestion that active duty military personnel should be used to respond to civil unrest. That's actually something I'm really happy to see. Three quarters of the military rejects that. Uh, using, uh, you trailed off. Using them for domestic unrest in the U.S.? That's correct. 74% and only 22% support it. That's fabulous. That actually kind of makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, but I think that's most of what people need to know is right there. <clears throat> oh, actually, um, I've got the Hillary numbers too. Hillary military numbers, I mean, versus Trump. Yeah. So Trump, Trump versus Biden, as as a uh, as Cliff said, is uh, now what's the actual forty three Trump, uh, forty three Biden, thirty seven Trump is where right. is where this election was held today, basically, right? And yes. and third party twelve point eight percent. Okay, yep. Trump versus Hillary, October of two thousand sixteen. Trump forty point five four zero. Hillary mm-hmm. twenty point six. So forty to twenty. Third party thirty four. Interesting. So Trump was beating Hillary two times and 34 weren't going to vote at all, basically. This time, Biden is beating Trump by, what, seven? Uh, yep. By six. six. Uh, but the key thing is is that so the Trump has lost, 12% Trump's lost three points. And those three points could have gone – first of all, that right. could be margin of error. Otherwise, right. that easily could be going to third party or not voting. People just saying, I can't stomach any of this. The right. key, what you're seeing there is – those that considered themselves independents flocking to Biden in a way they did not to Hillary, which is what, frankly, this is the same thing we're seeing around the country, which is Vindman described them, and we're going to take his description. I think he knows the military pretty well as as relatively conservative men, you know, and I would guess that is correct in the overall. So conservative independent men at this point who don't, who who are, uh, who abhor Trump or whatever, this is these, this is an actual group, you know, that, that, People, independent groups like the Lincoln Project, but also Democratic campaigns are targeting around the country, you right. know, which are which are these kinds of and, and you see in some of them who, who've come out already, uh, ones who voted, you know, Joe Walsh is a classic example of that. <laughs> My Google's talking. Stop it. Oh, stop, stop <laughs> arguing with me, Google. Um, it scares the hell out of me when it does that. I know I just shouldn't. Somebody bought it from me. Well, Cliff, the worst part is, and I live alone, so like all of a sudden there's somebody talking to me from my bedroom, and I'm like, and the door shut because the podcast. It's kind of like, oh god, like oh, what did I do last night? Get out of the the house. He's in the other. Google's in the other room. John's like, I must have gotten really drunk at that club last night because I don't remember. Um, In any case, so um, you're. I mean, again, I would need to see cross tabs to to really have a better understanding. But what the seem, what you would seem to be seeing there, because if the registration breakdown was the same, then Hillary at twenty percent with sixteen percent registered Democrats means she mostly was just winning the Democrats, likely, and a few points of 
where is Biden overperforming? Maybe some Republicans, certainly, but it looks like that big block of independents who are, which is, again, we are seeing that with veterans. We are seeing that with uh, the elderly. We are seeing that with suburbanites. We've seen that with numerous other groups where you've got you've got men and, you know, know, women all often were already very much with with Biden. But men who are between moderate and conservative, who in the past definitely would have voted Republican, and, you know, in the last decade or so, probably split tickets and stuff like that, who are just breaking away in a big way. And the military, of course, is, is yeah. the most conservative of those, most likely. And so, I mean, again, one poll, but, I, you know, I'd like to see, do you have in front of you, John, I just had Vindman's stuff. Do you know what the, what the, how big the sample was on that poll? Oh, uh, yeah, it was about a thousand. What I didn't like about it, it was it was conducted online with active duty military members. It looked like it was about a thousand. Well, you know, I, like these, I would say I was brought up in an age kids. I was brought up. No, but I mean, when I started off in this stuff, yeah, 2018, 15 yeah. years ago, they've become a lot more reliable. I think it really depends on the pollster. And I don't know. Well, because it wasn't here. an online poll, I doubt it wasn't a vote here if you're military. It was right, right. I think I they reached out to military. Oh, yeah, that's they do it right? scientific. They re- it's, it's done yeah. in a scientific way. Still, yeah. you know, the efficacy of it would depend somewhat on who who's conducting it. All I'll say is I can only speak to the number. A thousand should give you a pretty good sample. Um, a thousand is more than we normally did. You know, is for most types of campaigns that didn't have the money to pay for that. We normally would would talk to somewhere between four hundred and six hundred people. So that's um, you know, that's that's legit if if the poll was done properly. Um, and again, I'm only talking about because it, it, it does fit. Yep. The, 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 what we're seeing. Here's another way it fits. It's something I was going to bring up later, but I think is very relevant here. Um, uh, PPP polls just did a right. uh, a we poll. Like yep. uh, we do like them. Uh, and they're rated one of the most accurate by almost everybody. I think everybody, unless you're a right winger. Um, and they, um, they have found a literal tie race from a place John knows well, 43 to 43 in the Senate race in Alaska. Huh. Um, Bring that up for a very important reason, um, because first of all, I mean that is a huge, as they would say in in, in sports, money ball example of where we could get a steal a Senate seat. Alaska is not an expensive state. I hope some super PACs are looking at dumping some money in that one. Um, but second, here you know, again, I am speculating. versus who? Who's the Dem? You know? No, it's not Murkowski. If Murkowski were up, she's got more name recognition, and I think oh, we I'm would sorry, have it's not Murkowski. So, right. so it's Sullivan who was elected last time uh, in a Republican wave in fourteen, um, who is nobody specifically important at all. He's wealthy, and he he had lived in Ohio and Michigan before. I don't know how he ended up in Alaska. Probably just to run for the damn seat. Here's here's the the, the key that you need to know. Um, Alaska has the most independence or is, has one of the most, I think the most of ind- independents in the country. There is a large number of registered independents and they often end up voting Republican begrudgingly. It's more libertarian than just about any other place uh, uh, in America. The second part of this is the Democrats do not have a candidate there. The candidate is a guy, I believe his name is Dr. Al Gross, who is running as an independent and the Democrats have endorsed him. It's kind of like, uh, what's his name from Maine? Uh, Angus King, when he runs or when Bernie Sanders runs. Um, but this guy is an independent, and so there's even that much. So you have to believe that he's winning over a lot of independents. Otherwise, maybe if we're a Democrat, we're like, I don't know if I can do that. Right. And so what I'm saying is you do. You see a lot of these independent conservative men, and I, I'd have to look at cross samples again, but I have to believe with all the trends we're seeing that that's, a, that that's what's putting right. that race in the winnable column for us potentially. Right. Interesting. Um, so – there you go on all of the all of the polling stuff that I've got very for you. Yep. Very yeah. interesting. Um, any other election, obvious election news, although it's all election news before we move on to some of the Trump craziness. I mean, there was a piece in Business Week <laughs> that um, it also had was on um, Steve Bullock, who's the governor, very popular governor of Montana. And the, Montana literally might be the second most libertarian place in the country after, you know, after. Uh, uh, Alaska, big open country, off votes Republican, but lots of libertarians, and how he is leading in that race. And granted, he's got a brand; he's a he's a governor, and he's very popular, even though he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat there in a Republican state, but it's the same thing you see going on there. 
with, you know, people that would not have, have looked at Hillary and maybe even at some of our Senate candidates are looking right. at people in a way they didn't. In any case, right. Right. important. And now a quick break from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Folks, bacterias and vi- bacterias, bacterias, Cliff. I said that. That wasn't even the copyright. Bacterium? Bacteriors? <laughs> I said bacterias, bacterias. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump has invaded my brain. Bacteria no. and viruses live everywhere. Your phone, earbuds, car keys, groceries, packages, wallet, even your face mask. Sanitizing these items is an important part of staying safe and healthy. That's actually true. But it can also mean using harmful chemicals that constantly need to be replaced. The Clean Phone line of products changes all that. Capital all, folks. All that. The Clean Phone brand offers a full range of sanitizing products that use ultraviolet light. This is the same technology used to sanitize hospital rooms and medical equipment. That's actually true. The Clean Phone products have been tested by independent laboratories and provide the best quality UV sanitizing for every need. The Clean Phone is a device designed for phones and household items. It even works as a wireless charger for your cell phone. And now, add the new Clean Phone wand! Ooh, Whoa. wand. Ooh, la, la. A portable handheld unit that can go anywhere. <laughs> I should have started making your private life with handheld units. I, I, was, <laughs> I shouldn't have been hinting at something untoward until I read the copy. A portable hand wand unit that can go anywhere and be used to sanitize tablets, computers, packages, groceries, and more. I would have said on the run. Uh, go to the newdealshop.com and select the right. Select the right clean phone products for you. Okay, I guess that works. Get free FedEx two-day shipping. And as an added bonus, get 10% off FDA-authorized respirator face masks. Go to thenewdealshop.com now. That's free FedEx two-day shipping and a bonus 10% off FDA-authorized respirator face masks at thenewdealshop.com. Go there now. And now back to our show. (laughs) Very well done, John. Um, Let's... We could do the Steve Schmidt stuff. Or not Steve Schmidt. Listen to me, Steve Schmidt, Mike Schmidt. Um, New York Times reporter has a new book coming out, or just came out, and it included some revelations about Trump that had us all scratching our head and going, when did you find this out? And did you wait to publish your book to tell us, a la John Bolton? Because a little annoying. But one of the big revelations in the book was that last fall, when you may recall that all of us were talking about Donald Trump being rushed to Walter Reed and he claimed, oh, it was just a regular visit or something. Melania couldn't find him. And the articles even said, you know, Mrs. Trump for several hours was trying to figure out where he was and nobody knew, nobody could tell her. Now, mind you, nobody could tell Melania. That's how regularly scheduled the emergency Saturday. Yeah, we all have regularly scheduled trips to the doctor like right? that where our, where our next of what a kin doesn't and, know. And your are. staff has no idea. Like the first lady says, where is he? And they all go, we have no idea, right? Unless you're, you know, screwing up porn star, why would no none of your staff know where you are, right? Well, what I guess do you know? some staff knew where he was then, just not his wife. They wouldn't <laughs> but go ahead. They, would tell her. they probably wouldn't tell her because it seems, according to the New York Times reporter, that um, Mike Pence was put on notice that Trump might have to undergo some kind of an emergency procedure that would require anesthesia, and they might have to transfer the presidency to Trump to Pence temporarily. Uh, Apparently, they, deal, though, they don't they don't do that yeah. unless they really think they're going to have to put you under and you're, you know, at a point of where yeah. obviously you can't be responsive. And, and they thought there was a yeah. good chance that was going to happen. Yeah. Nobody knows what happened. Uh, Cliff and I investigated this before the show. Uh, people kept saying that there was a quote that it was a cerebral event. That was a fake quote that went around. The reporter himself finally had to come out and say that wasn't a quote in my book, in my story. Um, So always be careful when you see things online like that. If it is not from, and I'm quite serious, if it's not from the New York times or CNN, don't believe it. If some, if you see somebody mentioning something on Twitter, don't say where it's from. But you do not believe just, some liberal yeah. publications you like is my point because yeah, they may have heard sources. it. It's sort of like what we just talked about with yeah. the polling. Multiple sources, yeah. uh, reputable sources is always oh, the best Heavy.com. Heavy.com and Raw Story picked it up. And I think they picked it up via the rumor mill that Cliff and I saw online too. But we didn't I don't even know what Heavy.com is. I'm not trying to be a dick. I don't, I don't know, but they're, they're somebody. I've seen them a lot. But but guess what? They're not Vice. <laughs> you know, I mean, Vice right. has got a little more credibility, and Raw Story just picked it up and ran with it. They were wrong, so don't believe stuff you see online. Um, not that I, not that I feel bad for, you know, Trump misinformation, but I still try not to spread it 
if just for you guys. Well, you, you guys and also you, somebody in this business wants to have credibility. And I think that's, exactly. Uh, I want you to believe me in the future. And I want, well, actually, what I want, Cliff, is that people see that if I were to tweet that out, they would they would know, okay, John must have done his work or Cliff must have done his work in order to tweet that out. Okay. Right? Because that's I want them to be able to. All right, back to this. And anyway, I will so say that, that I'm going to say this too, and I think it's fair to share this. Okay, Don Winslow, who is someone who, with a blue check mark, who's a national best-selling right. author, whatever, claims he has multiple sources who have reached out to him and told him that it was a series of mini strokes. Again, oh, I didn't know that. That's good. Yes. Okay. Now, granted, well, bad, still, bad good. still, you have to take everything at what it's worth. It could be that. Yeah. It could not be. But I think it's worth. You know, yeah. well, here's what we do know. We know that he went to that. There was an emergency. Uh, la- or last minute, I don't know if it's emergency, but certainly a last minute trip not scheduled to Walter Reed. We know now that's happened twice. That also happened August 1st of this year, as in a month ago. Okay. So these right. two have, things have been corroborated. Um, we don't know what happened. We know the first time, according to, to this New York Times reporter, Mike Schmidt's book, uh, Mike Pence was prepared to have to become president if Donald Trump had to put be put under anesthesia we also know that they have they they have they have uh, once again which is normal for them um abrogated their duty to the constitution have not told the people what happened which is our right to know um and and kept it quiet which is always going to make you suspicious it's something more serious than than just a little sort of hiccup in addition to that here is what people have noticed. But you know, John has tweeted out numerous things with him with Donald Trump clearly slurring yeah. uh, a couple of times. God getting bless off, your United States. Right. Yeah. A couple of times getting off Air Force One or something else and wandering somewhere, not knowing seemingly where he's going until people have to come and redirect him. Yeah. Um, we all we there is that video, that thing that I was one of the first people to notice when he went to that factory. I was in Michigan, Minnesota, somewhere like that. And he's, he was limping with his right leg. It's always the right side oh, of his body. You're right. It was the right foot. He was where he could not, not even limping. Cliff. It was, he was it sort was of dragging it. He was dragging it. He it was dragging move. it. And he, he was exactly his foot. It was almost like the foot was limp and he kept walking and like pull and the leg would the foot would swing out. Not even the leg. Below the yes. knee would just like swing out like it was rubber. It was bizarre. That's correct. We have seen yeah. the, him literally not be able to lift a glass with his right arm. Again, the right side of water where he had a cup oh. of water. Where he, it wasn't even a glass. It was a cup. You're right about the right side thing. I didn't – I didn't – Yeah, uh-huh. It starts showing a pattern. Yeah. Um, and, and look up what doctors will say about this because, again, we're not speculating like this is what would happen if you're left brain. Something it's if something had a, a part of your left brain had a stroke and I don't have it all in front of me, but yeah, in any case, yeah. the and and of course, um, uh, we we have the, the the final one most recently. There've been a number of occasions where he seems to not be able to get up and walk on his own power. Um, that one that time at the military academy where he's barely walking down the ramp, that famous one now, and holding yep. on to somebody, taking yep. many steps. Um, Oh, and and let me say and one more thing, John. Week. He tripped this week. He tripped this week. Yes, and this week he almost yeah. fell off a stage in New Hampshire. Yeah. And, and he got up and he, it was like vertigo kicked in. He got to the top of the step and then went, correct. whoa, and you were like, what the hell was that? And he pretended he was doing the Macarena. Seriously, he pretended he was yeah, dancing. He to me like, hey. And he's like, <laughs> you didn't pull it off, kid. Um, and so those are <clears throat> that is all relevant, all of that. You know, I'd like to go see what a couple of, of – um, you know, doctors, particularly those that deal with uh, the brain, are saying, um, and I haven't had time to do that yet, and will. But I, I think that, you know, what we know is there's something wrong with him. We don't know what it is. We know it was serious enough that he had, he's now twice had to be taken to Walter Reed, um, and he's showing signs of, of potentially having it be something to do with the stroke. But we don't have that confirmed. That's where we are. And it's just like the rest of his presidency, his taxes, his college transcripts, his other medical records, anything else that he ever does, his conversations with Putin, and on and on and on, all the various ways that that he abrogates his constitutional duty to share with us the things that should be shared with us because he's a mobster and a liar and and every other horrible word I could think of. And so, you know, there's Donald Trump for you. Um. So anyway, but the book thing also ticked us off because it wasn't entirely clear and he hasn't made entirely clear whether we knew. But um, also Trump recently, uh, a picture a couple of weeks ago, they saw that he had a bandage on his hand and it was in the place where you, and, uh, excuse me, not a bandage. He had a big bruise on his hand called a hematoma. Hematomas happen when you give blood 
uh, so if you get an injection sometimes of something where uh, the blood basically leaks underneath and you get a huge bruise, but it's not really a bruise. It's a bruise from blood leaking. And like my mom, I've got it too, like where uh, I had to have blood drawn, you know, and typically right there in the crook of your arm, whatever it's called, you know, opposite your elbow. Yeah. And it just, oh my God, it became like a three inch bruise. It was hideous. Well, he had this on his hand and typically he could have whammed his hand into something or he could have had blood drawn or some other medication inserted through an IV in his hand. Cause that's often where you'll put it at the top of the hand. Again, yes. this guy's, you all know, I, I just, I cannot believe that we've got a president with, with routinely slurred speech and this guy, the slurred speech, especially mind you, I just have to throw this in too, because CNN really ticked me off. I was one of the first people to jump on the slurred speech thing. I did a video on YouTube, all sorts of stuff showing how it was towards the end of a speech where all of a sudden it was that the God bless, God bless the United States. That speech started off okay, but a little weird because I remember I watched it live and it caught my ear and it ended horrifically. So he just got worse and worse throughout the speech. CNN, it sort of became a thing online. CNN picks it up and goes, again, Let's have that joke at the end of the hour, Cliff, between anchors. Hey, so did you see this thing about Trump's slurred speech that people are trying to share? I don't, it clearly was dentures or maybe a dry mouth. The White House. That's the stuff that, that always, anything that's a little bit outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. They try to turn into yeah. a conspiracy. And that's the stuff about well, CNN no, they, and they, New York they, Times they and others. They deep conspiracy. fucking crazy. But they de-conspiracy in this case, Cliff, because they were like, oh, no, they try to turn it into oh, oh, you're right. have a conspiracy theory. Right. Oh, of course, he's not really a Nazi. And you're like, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. he says he likes them. Oh, of course, he doesn't really short, you know, support the Kenosha yeah. shooter, which, by the way, we'll get to, folks. He is apparently endorsed murder now. Um, I mean, yeah. the, that's the stuff that drives me crazy. It's that, they, it's that if every day – here's something I was thinking the other day too, John, and I, you know, I'd be interested in your – but whenever the media tries – the members of the nation media get defensive, like we've told people everything there is to tell about Trump, you know, blah, 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 and they don't realize that context is very important. And if they're splashing an email story all over the fucking place when there's so much more important stuff about this guy, they don't care if you have to repeat it 50 times. That's just what you have to do. But here's the deal. There's a way for these guys to get at what's wrong with Trump and have it be news constantly. And I'll give you that way. It's called his Twitter account. When he has a ranting, raving Twitter account and he does – so what he did on – was it Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Which morning was it where he tweeted 86 times or retweeted with him? Oh, uh, it was was because Biden had given a speech about him. Today's Tuesday. It could have been Monday morning or or Sunday. That – even if we knew nothing else about him, nothing, that brings up questions about somebody's sanity about their mental fitness, and and if these guys were doing their jobs, because most people, are, believe it or not, I know it's hard for people who listen to our podcast have to believe that most people actually are not on Twitter, but they are not. For most people who are not on Twitter, it is the jobs of news organizations to report that because that is just as important as him saying something crazy in a news conference or doing yeah. When you do that, you are showing manic, uncontrollable behavior. And when you're retweet, retweeting conspiracy theories, you're showing potential malicious intent. And people should be told about that every single time it happens. It should be reported. <clears throat> and then maybe people would get the context of how bad he is. That's the, that is my problem is the lower information voters who don't know any of this stuff's going on on Twitter. They have no idea. Okay, I'm done with my little whatever. You can you can yep. go now, John. No, no, no. It's no, nothing else. Um, uh. The looking at sort of our list of topics here, I think it's time to talk about the protests. So, as always, who knows which way the protests are going to spin? What is bad with uh, Kenosha and Portland? Portland, since we've talked last with you guys, uh, the it was kind of mixing up my things. Portland, a guy dies in the protests who has a far right hat on. Now, what bothered me about that was just because somebody has a far right hat on does not make them far right, right? I mean, if I were a murdering lunatic far writer, I would shoot a liberal and put a hat on him. Right. I mean, you shouldn't, everyone was sort of believing it was a far right guy that died because it was the hat was on him. Maybe probably, but we don't, I mean, please, (laughs) the hat doesn't prove anything, but let's just assume they're right that it was a far right guy. So far right guy dies as always we do. And I say this on the left sometimes and it pisses people off, but I like to know why first, (laughs) you know, I want to know why he died. Did he die because he was innocent and some asshole liberal with a gun or did he do something to some asshole liberal with a gun who shot him? Right. 
You don't well, know, it's, and it's, I, I it's like to know. So, to, to, you know. In any situation, to actually want to get the facts of what happened, John. Yes. Well, no, I mean, I just, in general, I and I'm, I'm sort of curmudgeonly that way, and it, it ticks people off. But whenever I, I hear these things, whether it's... it's just, there's people on Twitter on the know, left who everything hmm. is, is just about whatever furthers a narrative. And there are times where, for that, right. especially as we're political people and all of that. But there are other times where we kind of just want to get to the truth of something too. You yeah. know I mean? I don't like the video stuff at all, actually, because Cliff, you just don't know whether there are videos or their videos. You don't know. They were showing, for example, the Kyle kid, they were showing him running away from people and firing. Well, first of all, what happened, right? First of all, you're running away from people. Well, okay. Someone's chasing you. I don't think that necessarily gives you the right to use lethal force because someone's chasing you, first of all, right? I don't think so. But also, why were they chasing him, right? Did he hit them in the face with his gun? I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, we, these videos, it's, it's something we have to live with now because the videos are a fact of life because of social media. I really don't like them because we're always seeing a clip of the video and I've edited videos. I could have a lot of fun, you know, in any case, what do you do? So in any case, the Kenosha was, so Kenosha is where the right wing shooter that Kyle Rittenhouse from Illinois, uh, you know, allegedly took his AR-15, the same gun that was used to kill the kids at Sandy Hook, I believe, and mostly the kids everywhere, right? The AR-15 is the weapon of choice of mass shooters. It is. Whip, it right? is yes, it right? is uniquely portable, deadly, and Why do they like it? Of, <clears throat> for those reasons, it is the, it, it's it's power. Easily. Right. Its power is lethal. It's it's portable and easily carried. And also, like uh, so many other things, sadly, uh, among if you want to call them gangs or whoever, certain things become cool. And when the first couple use an AR-15, oh. that became the one right. like that you use. Jesus. I mean, <clears throat> right. I guess it's, it's some combo of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a uh, semi-automatic, but I believe yes. that means it's not fully can't... automatic. And that means you, if you were to hold the trigger back, it wouldn't go and shoot out a million bullets. You have to go, but the click, click, clicks could be 60 a minute. I believe I had heard once. Yeah. You still, I mean, look, semi-automatic is, is, is not, you know, is not that much different than automatic. In, in, in I mean, could you, you literally go click, 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 click. And now I've shot in 10 bullets in That's eight correct. seconds. Something yes. like that. Okay, see, yes. that, I mean, that's, that's what I thought. Exactly. I had, somebody had told me once, and I said, "Get out of here." You remember, yeah. you, you remember, you know, when the, when we were talking about the 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 magazines that are used for these too. Depends how many bullets right. are in that magazine that allows you still to, to spray a room with hundreds of bullets in right. seconds. Right. And then you put you go click click click, put a new magazine on, and then I can go da 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 and keep it's, shooting. It's fucking it's crazy. There's, it, it's I mean, crazy. its yeah. only purpose is to is not even to actually murder a human is to mass murder a mass of humans. There is no, it is yeah. a battlefield. It's a military, it's based, it's a military weapon. It's, yeah. it's based on an AK. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. In any case. Yeah. Any case. So anyway, this 17 year old brought his, his AK, his AR 15. Um, Trump is now going to Kenosha today just to cause trouble. Of course, um, the governor and the mayor have asked him not to come. Biden. Interestingly, I heard this morning that Biden, Biden was thinking of going. I'm intrigued because I could see, I mean, it's very interesting because Trump is going to probably screw up by going today, right? I mean, almost a guarantee he's going to say something stupid. Um, and for <laughs> Biden to go, Biden to go put a finer point on what an idiot Trump was. And here's the thing. And I mean, I have, I have nobody from the Biden campaign tell me what's going on. It's just me surmising, but I, it sounds to me like somebody got really smart and Biden said, yes. And, and Biden said, you know what, first of all, it's horrific that a leader – I could see Biden saying it's horrific that a leader would go and try to take political advantage of this. You know, could I go and show these people, you know, some compassion and, and what they need right now? And, and and so I could see Biden doing it to help staff going, oh, my God, the contrast of how you would handle it like a president and how he would handle it like a lunatic would be amazing. So his staff might be might be doing the – cog, you know, the – math in their brain. Whereas I could see Biden going literally, it's awful. He's doing that. Could I go and do the right thing? And them going, yes, please. Well, I think, so I, that, you know, that I'd read, I'm trying to remember what I read about it. I think he was just thinking of sadly, 
it's not just about campaigning. And yes, Wisconsin is a key swing state, so there's that. Trump was. But Biden was not thinking of campaigning, though. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, no. But I think Biden also, the, the some yeah. of the people when I was reading about what they were talking about was hmm. maybe going there to try to snuff out whatever flames Donald Trump tries to light up. I mean, that's it's right, almost that's like I mean. he, he's actually yeah, thinking of almost me. have to like if you care about this country, which Biden does and Trump doesn't, it, yeah. you know, you almost have to think about if you don't want innocent people to be hurt, what you can do to go help a situation after Donald Trump goes and, and inflames it. And so, um, you know, and I'm not saying, look, anything like that inevitably has campaign undertones, whether you mean it to or not. It's in Wisconsin. It's, you know, but uh, that was the that was what the purpose of why he was talking about going there. Right. Yeah. So in any, case. in any case, so I mean, that will be interesting to see. Trump's going to screw it up. Um, God, more of the lunacy. There's so much lunacy. So Trump is on Laura Ingram, and he's talking about, uh, you know, Biden. And there's Biden isn't even. And mind you, what I'm curious about here was whether this was a Jewish thing or just a QAnon thing. But Trump started talking about how, you know, Biden's not even in charge of his campaign. He's so weak. He doesn't even know what he's doing. There's this cabal of men that nobody's heard of, and they're behind the scenes pulling Biden's strings, and they're paying the protesters. Actually, and the more I think about this, this is a Jewish thing because the whole paying the protesters lie is about rich Jew George Soros paying the protesters, right? Well, he was paying the 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 because the camels, the caravans coming in through Mexico, George Soros. So when you hear there's a, a secret group of powerful rich men who are secretly pulling the strings of Joe Biden, who the hell do you think they are? Other well, than Jews? yeah, I think some of that's anti-Semitic, right? clearly. And Where I were think you some- yesterday, Cliff? Well, I, I go to all those meetings. You know that. I zoom in now because it's not safe to travel. But I used to. Go. That's right. It's not safe. You can <laughs> um, a lot. You guys are so old. You don't want to get sick. I know we're, we're very crafty that way. Um, you no, know, but you know what? It, it, the important part of this also is again is is going back to Donald Trump and frankly his kind of his mental grasp of things. Whether it's due to the due to dementia, maybe it's just due to his intellectual uh, challenges he's always had, but. You know, we always joke about him saying the quiet part out loud, which he does. But also, you can see the strategy behind what he's trying to do because he can't – he fucks it up so badly. You know, my guess is is they're in a strategy meeting. People were saying, here's the kinds of things you have to imply. But they hadn't filled in all the details yet. So he goes out because he – you know, or they gave him details and he couldn't remember, Right. So then it's just, oh, yeah, a bunch of thugs on a plane and in, in hiding in the shadows. And like my guess is he's leaving a lot out there because he's right. just trying to make sure he gets across whatever their strategic goal is, uh, you know, to imply about Biden. And he can't get the details right because he's either not smart enough or, frankly, his brain is not functioning in a way that he can. He does this right. a lot, you know, where you, you can kind of you can read into what their strategy is very simply because he, he, he gives it away by the fact that he can't right. get it right. You know what? So what's going on? So, in any case, that would be my guess. But yeah, I mean, anything like that. Whenever there's secret cabals, that there's there's anti-Semitic aspects to it. I I, don't, I, right. I can't believe that would be by accident. You know, we're we're in a campaign yeah. cycle now where, um, you know, uh, the scumbag Ugh. senator from Georgia, David Perdue, running against uh, John Ossoff, who is taking him on, literally digitally altered an image to make his nose bigger um and you know really oh yeah in an attack on him and how his friends were using money to do something or else and he's as blatant as possible of course purdue denies it has never admitted it because this is just you get to a point where i'm sorry you know nobody fucks up that many times um there's no doubt when they're playing in these kinds of things there's there's no doubt that that they're They've got a, a, a handy sort of list of all of the sort of, sort of conspiracies and all the sewers they can climb into, and that's what they do, you know. So, okay. um, what else we got? We've got Corona with Trump, more conspiracy stuff on Twitter. He was oh, he's been retweeting people claiming that we've only had nine thousand coronavirus deaths. I mean, and, and this is it. I've heard this. I've heard this before, by the way, it's been going around for a while. I've had family members tell me, not not my mom, thank you, but family members tell me, you know, they're taking people who like fall downstairs and die, but because they had coronavirus, it's called a coronavirus death. And I was like, no, they're not. 
<laughs> I'm like, where'd you hear it? Fox News. I don't watch Fox. Sure, you don't. Well, like, no, actually, that, if, that if actually anything, did not happen. We're undercounted. There are a whole lot of people. Yeah. Somebody put out numbers. I would say it was in Florida or whatever, and their uh, death due to pneumonia the, during the similar period this year from last year. What was it up? Forty percent, sixty percent, some ridiculous number. I'm positive that that numerous right. of these Republican governors are hiding deaths behind pneumonia and other things. Right. Um, and then there's people who die, and we, we well, frankly, you know, and, and we just don't. They don't. They don't ever fully know if you know if coronavirus may have exacerbated whatever. So they just say, oh, it was due to heart disease or due to whatever. Um, you know that that's how they they do this stuff. So I mean, if anything, we're not overcounting it; we're undercounting it. I wouldn't be shocked be shocked if by twenty to twenty five percent we're undercounting the total of deaths right. due to this thing. I have a I've got a friend in New York. I just checked with her um, because she was convinced she and her boyfriend had it a while ago. Checked in and she said, "Oh God, yeah, we definitely had it. <laughs> like really bad. She even had some heart complications that are that now look to have been mostly improved." And I'm like, "Oh my God." We're talking like a 40-year-old, Cliff. Like mostly improved heart complications at age 40? You know, for a woman? I mean, that's insane. Um, but multiple tests, negative. Antibody test 11 weeks after uh, she was sick, negative. And she just yeah, said, well, there's no way we there's no way we didn't have this. There's just no way. And again, like there were tests that we had. Yeah. They were the ones that Trump theoretically was going to use for that super spreader event that, you know, where he broke the Hatch Act and God knows what else at the White House. And in the end, I don't think they ended up using them. They said they were going to do it. And the, the, those tests were so flawed, whichever ones they were using, that it was in this I did read in the Washington Post, hmm. uh, that they were wrong up to 50% of the time. I mean, how the fuck can you yeah. do anything with something that's wrong 50% of the time? What's the point? Yeah. I mean, well, that's those are, essentially those are the, the quick ones so in the White House. Why yeah. would you take a test instead of flipping a coin and guessing as to whether yeah. you had it? Same yeah. percentage. They'll, they'll be yeah. right. I mean – we should. That should be our new testing regime. Oh, I'm. A, I, that's a freaking campaign yep. ad. Is what that is. And people flipping coins places. Yeah, but that's that is exactly what Trump has been using. The White House one that gives you the answers in 15 minutes has up to a 550 percent error rate, which is insane. And he's still, mind you, Mister. We don't need to test. Everything's fine. Thinks that he, of course, everyone that meets the king has to be tested. And that is another place the Democrats are falling short because that should have been a major talking point for the last two months. Every single time they talk, they say, but, you know, Donald Trump has his own little personal machine like the king in his little castle. They want to talk about Biden being in the basement. Trump is locked up in his little his little ivory tower in the in the Oval Office. Where you can't even see the king, his little bunker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make sure you're I keep right. bringing that, that one up. It pisses me off right. anybody's let that one go. Right. I mean – Every right. time he tries That's to say something about Biden in the basement or whatever, I'm just like, hey, how's the bunker treat you, kid? Yep. Well, in the bunker also because bunker makes me think of a famous historical figure hiding in his bunker until his yes. death. Well, it's got a lot um, of great implications. To it. It's yeah. got the famous historical figure. It's got like the crazy militia guys who like recycle their own urine and hang out down there because they know the world's coming to an end. Like all of the imagery yeah. associated with it is bad and it's worth right. using. <laughs> so – um. But uh, uh, but any case, yeah. So he's getting all those things. They ought to be a thing. But the his new medical advisor, uh, God, I'm forgetting the guy's name here. We uh, what's his name? The new, Han, the new medical yes. advisor that Trump hired because because Fauci pissed him off, and now Doctor Burks. And by the way, notice you don't see her anymore. I was just say, is she still even part of the administration, or have they offloaded her? I guess I would have heard about it if they'd fired her. I so. mean, supposedly she was running the White House task force, but bye bye, bye bye, Burks, bye bye. Well, it doesn't really matter because that task force never meets, right? I mean, so who cares? No, they don't do anything anyway. Exactly. Oh, right. I'm getting I'm getting an evil look from the dog. Did I not fill your water bowl? That's apparent. Apparently, apparently, I didn't. Can I take a break to fill the water? Take bowl? a quick break for you to fill the here, water. Here, talk a second yes. about how what an idiot Burks is and how she got shafted. All right, here you go, dog. Well, I mean, I mean, no. Burks is no different than some of the other people. Oh, man. You know, he got the head of the, right. the uh, FDA. Just now, whose name I can't think of doing the same thing. Uh, you had John. Oh, yes. Yes. You had John Kelly do the same thing. You've had, I mean, these people yeah. come in there and I don't, you know, they may be very critical when they leave, but they will never have the credibility they had before they supplicated yeah. themselves before this monster to lie about all manner of, of things that are supposed to be beyond partisanship from public health to defense to, you know, everything else. And I mean, that's the thing. Is that they don't, you know, it's that old thing that that uh, Rick Wilson about everything Trump touching dying. Uh, I mean, 
they it, it's not to say they won't have a career afterwards it's not to say they won't even make a lot of money on the right-wing circuit but if they gave a shit about their mainstream credibility which maybe they don't but if they did right. it's gone and burke's had a lot of that and it's now gone nobody will ever believe right. her again her reputation's in tatters and for what for what for getting this country more right. sick and making you know enabling donald trump so more people died and and what's the end result of this as you just brought up to circle back to where we began he's part of this lunatic han who apparently wants to, to go for herd immunity which will lead uh theoretically to at least those who have done the estimates to, to up to six million americans dying and right. that's acceptable right. to them which by the right. way when you talk about the imagery of somebody going to their bunker six million deaths have any sort of a ring to it to you john where have I heard? Where have I heard that before? Yeah, I know, I know. They's well, and they and Trump actually confirmed it finally because they were talking about the herd immunity thing. Uh, Trump's advisor was a big proponent of it, or is a big proponent. The doctor he hired, and Trump himself, and yeah, in one of the Fox interviews was going off about herd immunity, and it was weird because he was, it was the Laura Ingram thing. He was talking about getting vac about vaccinations, and she was saying how, you know, people are uh, growing number of people afraid to get vaccinations. He out of the blue starts talking about herd immunity. And of course, he didn't know what he was talking about. He was sort of thinking vaccinations cause, you know, which I mean, vaccinations do cause herd immunity if you get enough of them, right? Because then you've got enough of the herd vaccinated. But generally speaking, when you're talking about herd immunity, you're talking about the crazy idea of let everybody get sick. And if enough well, people get sick, the virus goes away, correct. even though everybody dies. And I am yeah. far from an expert. I dabble and have friends who are much smarter than me in these areas and whatever. But if my understanding is correct, to have a shot at herd immunity somewhere, I think between 40 and 70% of the country would have to get it. Oh, it's, I um, believe it's closer to 70, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I mean, again, that means all of the most vulnerable among us. I mean, talk about, again, talk about bunkers and 6 million. What you're doing then is you're handing over the most vulnerable people to die. That also sounds yeah. like a certain group of people from 50, 70 years ago. Yeah. You know, oh, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you are disabled. Oh, you're Jewish, you're gay, you're, you know, I mean, in this case, it's whatever. In this case, it's that you have pre-existing conditions, you lack health care, you know, uh, I mean, all that sort of stuff. You just, apparently, you're, you're worth absolutely nothing. You get handed over to die. I mean, to me, I think in the fall, this will be one of the strongest campaign themes, especially with him bringing this Han guy aboard, which is Donald Trump's solution is to let six million of us die. And Joe Biden's solution is to listen to scientists and do what every other Western country yeah. has done. And within a few months, get this thing solved and, and, and it gets to the point where we can mostly move on with our lives. There are yeah. small outbreaks here the, and, there, uh, and that will happen yeah. here and there until there's a vaccine. But for the most part, the, uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. I'm done. Yeah, go ahead. I, just that I found the herd immunity stuff. So for the coronavirus, this is from MD Anderson Clinic, uh, you know, the cancer uh, clinic at uh, Texas, very well known. Uh, for this particular coronavirus, doctors estimate that about 60 to 70 percent of the human population would need to have antibodies in order to have herd immunity. Now, again, one of the, the concerns, which I heard again yesterday on TV, is they still are worrying that this may act like the cold, where you get it, you're immune for a while, and then your immunity goes away. Well, and you know, that's the this thing is, is not, we don't know enough good. yet because so, we I think yeah. they've confirmed there are people who've gotten it twice. Now, there's you know everything is a bell. They curve. believe they confirmed one this week. They think they confirmed right. one this week. They now, think. look, everything is is you know all, all of our existences. We're all along a, a various spectrum, and there's always going to be people. I don't say this in, in the negative connotation, but have freakish things about them. You know, it's like the people who, who didn't, uh, <laughs> put hey, themselves into about a, me. Put on like John, that freak. I mean, you know, there's a dude who can put himself into a human pretzel, right? Most of us cannot do that. Uh, I mean, you know, or there's LeBron James. Most of us can't do what he can do. Sometimes being freakish is really good. Um, you know, we have abilities on the far end of a spectrum to do something or not be able to do something. You know, hemophiliacs whose blood doesn't clot. You know, I mean, what I'm saying is, is that it, just because some folks have this doesn't mean that it's most people it may be a very small percent of the population that gets it more than once and has that issue yeah. but we don't know that yet and that's the problem we don't know that so until we know that you know herd immunity is insane but it's insane anyhow because yeah. even if everybody only we knew that everybody only got it once again yeah should we just i mean i want to understand what their plan is should we go to all hospitals and nursing homes and just open them up and bring coronavirus in is that their plan because it sounds like it. It sounds like we're just going to let the most vulnerable people die. Well, but how does it – what I don't get is 
we've talked this before, but how this works in terms of the election, right? Because y- you would you would have to have everybody herded well before November so that miraculously everything's getting better and the country opens up 100%. And even though we lost a lot of deaths, everybody's back and the economy is soaring, right? So that it's this weird, yeah, 6 million Herman Keynes died for the cause, but look at the GDP growth. You're all employed again. But that shit's not going to happen in the next seven weeks. Of course, not. that's what I don't get either. Like I've, well, I'm there's just no getting him. It's just when people I, try this, you know, this eight-dimensional chess shit with him, and I'm like, yeah. you don't understand, right? We, we, this man is a collection of pathologies that even yeah. a lot of doctors say they rarely see in combination. He is yeah. unable. I mean, he is an extreme form of ADHD to the point where he can't seem to concentrate on anything. And I'm not saying extreme, like, you know. I have ADHD right. tendencies to give you a, an example. I don't, I mean, to the point of literally not being able to concentrate on anything for longer than five seconds that he's, that he doesn't right. find fascinating or love, which generally is money, porn, and God knows what else. Right. KFC, crispy fucking wings, you know? Um, and, and, but you combine that with the fragile ego uh, of somebody who is so self-loathing that if anybody else accomplishes anything around him, he feels like it's taking away from him. You combine right. that with sociopathy, uh, and that's the narcissism part, and you combine it with the sociopathy right. of somebody who just doesn't care if other people die and get hurt. And the combination right. of all that is he can't do anything because he can't bring himself to do anything. We had Will Bunch on here the other day, and Will Bunch tweeted it out the other day, and we were having a little conversation on Twitter like, oh, I see these reporters are again saying – you know, if Trump would only do X, Y, and Z, he'd be able to do whatever. And like, at what point do you realize that a man who in 74 years has never been able to do these things, has never been able to show empathy, has never been able to sit down and put together an organized plan for anything. He is incapable, you know, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, he is just, he is not capable of doing it. So it doesn't matter what's actually in his best interest. You know what would have been in his best interest, John? His best interest would have been to convince everybody to wear masks, convince everybody to distance, shut everything down for six weeks back in May or, or right. you know, sooner, April and May. And we'd be like most countries now, mostly back. And maybe he'd even be in a great position right. to win as somebody who helped defeat coronavirus. That was in his interest. But he, he can't he can't because that yeah. would have been let, letting somebody else. He'd have to admit to himself somebody else was smarter than him, Fauci, other people, and that he was taking their plan and not his genius plan. Because remember, right. he knows more than the generals. He knows more than the doctors. He's got a really big brain. He can't do that. He's incapable, which is why he is yeah. the worst person only, that I've ever seen in the world to be president of the United States. So you're right. There's no logic to what he's doing right now, but there's never logic to what he's doing. There's not some long-term right. plan. There never is. You know, right. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, I was, you know, if great white sharks suddenly lost all their teeth and had fur like cats, we would find them cuddly. That statement is as true as is if Donald Trump would just come up with a plan. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not in his nature. He can't. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. No, it, I, I think there's a Hail Mary aspect involved. And he, you know, actually, what, what I was thinking earlier on, and I'm still thinking about it now is. He is thinking the second wave isn't going to hit until, you know, flu season, which he's hoping means November, December, although flu season really starts, what, September, October, I think, really. But nonetheless, he's hoping it doesn't hit till then so that he was really hoping that it would go down, that the summer, that the sun would kill it, you know, that the the summer would get rid of the virus and that he'd open everything up. and It would be like, look, I told you it's gone. See, we can all go to the movies again. There was a reason to believe that, that, you know, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, just that, that I think he thought he thought we'd open everything up and it would be it would be lagging. And frankly, I thought it might work. I mean, I thought maybe it would lag for a few months, but that we'd be lulling ourselves into a false sense of security, as we know from the clean phone and other places of ultraviolet light. I mean, viruses tend for that reason not to do as well in the summer. And that that's a fact. But 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 guess what? But they but they did. But they did. Well, first of all, even if they had having that be your plan, which is. I'm still going to let people yeah. get sick and die, just not as many of them will, is a pretty shitty plan. Um, and second of all, like even if he believed that, that it would go, you know, and, and, he, and the science, which there is some science to it, and it did go away. Let's say it almost completely went away in the summer. Did he really then, when on those chilly days in October, didn't think it would come back? I mean, what the fuck is he thinking? Our vote isn't in August, you know? No, I, 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 I you know, whatever. He's crazy. Um. 
else do we got? Do we? I mean, we've been going about an hour. Do we have anything else that was sort of big? Going on or up stuff that's coming up? He stepped up and, and, and you know, stepped up is not the right term, but he stepped forward <laughs> in a way yesterday, Donald Trump, um, that even leaves past, this, you know, his <laughs> past incitement of violence behind and actually defended the Kenosha shooter, Kenosha shooter, and said maybe right. he was, you know, maybe he was worried for his life. Maybe, you know, he, he, he threw out all these. Defenses. Oh, he did it again this morning. He defended him again this morning. I saw on the news. And if not, again, this, this is what I don't understand, John. I'm I mean, to Kenosha. Yep. I'd love to hear your opinion on this which is how to get the fucking media to ask every Republican who supports this guy, everybody running for Senate re-election, House re-election. Literally, they should not be able to say anything until they answer the question of why is it okay for the head of your party to defend a domestic terrorist and and murdering people? Why is it okay for the head of your party to have not said nothing about the fact that Vladimir Putin has put bounties on our soldiers? Again, this is what the media fucking gets me so angry. Like they, right. they right. should not be able to get away with their association with this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mr. President, you know, you keep defending blah blah blah, or 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 Cory Gardner, or, or Mr. President, President. It's been two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks, and we still have heard nothing about what your position is on on bounties and why you won't tell Putin no. I mean, what's her name? They, Tammy no, Duckworth. I, has yeah. been, Senator Duckworth has been keeping a day to day. Whatever, right? So you can actually go to her Twitter feed and it'll say it's been 60 whatever days since Trump, I mean, whatever the number is. You know, I mean, she's, she is good for her. she's keeping good for track her. of it, you know, and he, yeah. he he still is not doing it. And and that, honestly, he shouldn't be able to get, get through a damn interview without answering that question. And again, Susan Collins and John Cornyn, you know, and, right. uh, and Tom Tillis and Joni Ernst and Dan Sullivan and all these people in these races – should have to answer that question every time. How is it that they can justify to people to vote for them that they that the, the head of their party is defending a domestic terrorist and the fact that he murdered people? Well, not unequivocally, unequivocally, sorry, condo- uh, mm-hmm. condemn violence in the manner in which Joe Biden did in his speech yesterday, it was yesterday, the day before. Why is it that? You know, where he said it's wrong whether it comes from the left, it's wrong whether it comes from the right. Politics don't matter. Party don't party doesn't matter. Nothing matters. If you're committing violent acts, you're doing things wrong and you are to be prosecuted for that. The end. Trump can't do that ever. And I mean, that should honestly be the the anchor that should take down the entire party. And it may still, but it's it's so frustrating that 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 media people they'll just move on to the next story. I mean there's a few great ones out there. I always want to make that clear. Yeah. There have been some stars during this period of this dark period of time who've stepped forward, you know, a good dozen of them I can think of, you know, who who've been yeah. terrific and not worried about whether their publication will get pissed at them for because they just they're not going to play the both sides game. Um and all that and they're gonna, you know, but they are a minority. They are maybe at best 5%, and I don't think they're that, which is why we are where we are. Yep. Oh, sorry. This is time for the <laughs> screaming goat. <laughs> Nir Vardalos had bought one of these. On tw- well, because Nir Vardalos had, had shown this on Twitter, who was the Big Fat Greek Wedding yes. actress, and had shown it on Twitter. She follows me. I was very excited that she follows me. Um, okay. because your community. Her, she and I... I know, and she and I actually had chatted. Me, you know. Yep, yep. And we did. We even <laughs> chatted off. We even chatted off of main Twitter once, which I was. We DM'd each other for a couple hours, which I was like head over heels in love with Nia. Um, in any case, but but she tweeted a couple days ago a little. She goes, "This is how I feel in 2020 right now." <laughs> and it's this little. Literally, it's like a two inch, three inch tall goat, <laughs> and you push the base, and it goes. Ah! And even in person, it's the funniest freaking sound. So it makes me happy. I just, I just, I think like my dad and my grandparents would have loved this thing. Like, I just was, you know, and again, I was just asking, I thought maybe, maybe the goat offered you Uzo, you know, uh, broke some things. I just wanted to know what it was. It's a common thing in Greece. It's just a common thing in Greece, except the problem is we do eat goats too, which made me feel kind of bad now. I'm starting, there was a video on on, uh, Twitter the other day of all these cute farm animals, animals being really friendly to people and recognizing their owners and stuff. And I swear to God, three quarters of them I eat. 
I'm watching this going, I'm like, not a goat. Oh, the goat. Although I've met goats. Goats are like dogs, Cliff. I met a goat in France once. This damn thing was so excited. I know we always said, the stories we tell about those nights out on the shows. We don't date anymore because it was too complicated. But no, it was. Oh. No, this thing, the tail is wagging as it's coming up to me. The butt's going crazy. I asked my friend, I said, okay, like, I don't want to ascribe dog to goat. I said, is that thing like excited? She goes, oh, yeah, she's excited to see you. I'm like, get out of here. Came up to me, starts rubbing against me. So I'm, it starts, so I scratching its head. I let go. The head starts nudging my hand again. I was like, you're a dog. Well, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. This is not related to a goat, but this is related to the country yeah. of Greece. I'm about to I may have told you this before, John. Whenever like life gets overwhelming, um, yeah. one of my sort of, you know, I don't know if you have this, like a few happy places you imagine. You're just like life was what well, life was just perfect then, right? And I imagine when I climbed up the hill towards the old castle, which they filmed a James Bond movie at, by the way, on oh, Corfu. Nice. Right. Um, and at Corfu, I just loved and looked down. I've not upon, been. It's supposed to be wonderful. I know. It's supposed to be great. You can, you can see Albania across the water, um, and you know, you just you're looking out, and the water's being blue and perfect, and the view of the island. And it it is for me. I, I, when I was in graduate school, um, I studied in France uh, between my two years in in, in grad school because I, I like John was in an international affairs program, and uh, and afterwards I met some friends and traveled from. I was I was in on the French Riviera. I know life was tough that summer, where I was taking my, my French lessons and everything. And I, I, I traveled across the Riviera down through Italy and then took the boat over to Corfu from, uh, oh, you know, damn it, the damn city that everybody goes from in, in the south of, uh, of uh, Italy. Oh, There's south a, of Italy. Oh, uh, Brindisi. Yes, Brindisi. Yep. Where the, where the, uh, the, you know, now I bet you can get there quicker. Back then it was always a three to four hour, you know, yeah. or something. Yeah, that ferry. I never took it, but that ferry was famous. Was because you could you yep. you'd see a few people vomit along the way, but um, <laughs> that, the, the, it bounced up and down a yeah. lot. But my point was, Corfu itself. If I could recommend a few places to people, that would be one of the ones I'd recommend. Oh my yeah. god! The yeah, food, no, Corfu is supposed to be amazing. Right yep, the beaches, yep. The, the everything. Yep, incredible. No, very nice. But in any case, I, nice think note. I don't need much more. So it's always nice yeah. to once in a while to end on a nice note. On a nicer <laughs> note, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. so we're, I'm just checking here. Amanda Carpenter is available Thursday at 10 30 AM and we have to do 10. I have a noon, I have a noon zoom med- yoga that I want to do. So see folks, now very, you know important. What to very important. Um, so we are going to be, uh, well, we're going to be having Amanda. Talking Carpenter. Amanda. We've talked about this on our podcast. I'm actually really interested to see what, if any, if there's been an evolution, a change, whatever you want to call it of any sort, because she was one of our earlier guests on our podcast. Yeah. And I, now, yeah. Where are we now, John? I believe this August was, is it two years, three years? I, I, I oh, we passed know. two years. Uh, we passed two years. So we, we passed so. over 300, 300 podcasts. And we passed Jesus. two years. Well, so we've been doing this for over two years. Um, and uh, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Amanda was in the first sort of 25 to 30. And Could so early. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, and I've seen it, you know, they may sometimes they don't want to admit it, but I've seen it in Rick Wilson and I've what? seen it in other folks and in, in who I know on that side, John right. Weaver. And well, they they've changed. I mean, right. once you kind of free yourself from being locked into an ideology because you have to adhere to a party, um, you start letting out what you really believe. And it turns out that quite often they never were as conservative as they made out. And they, and they were, and then as Trump offended them, I think the big break for a lot of them, and that's why I'm really interested to talk to Amanda because she worked for Ted Cruz and I have yeah. nothing but awful yeah. things to say about Ted Cruz. Um, and, 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 you know, the thing is, is that somebody who, who got that deep into the sort of on, on the right and worked for somebody like that, I'd love to hear, you know, because the way this, the, the pathetic way in which Ted Cruz has defended everything about Trump when Trump said the stuff he said about his wife and his dad and other right. nasty things about him and just the, the things that Trump has done right. and, and all these other Republicans, I think that for some of these narrow Trumpers, that has pushed them further away as they watched like former friends and colleagues defend this garbage. Yeah. You know, no, she uh, may not want to talk about Cruz. You know, sometimes people don't like, to well, talk I don't care if she would talk about him personally, but yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. to know yeah. more generally, you know, and I get yeah. it personally, you know, personal relationships yeah. are that. 
Yeah, they can um, always be kind of a strange it, thing to. I only brought up the cruise thing because what my point was only just sort of she has bona fides as working for the most conservative conservatives yeah. there, and that's why I'm really kind of interested to see where you know where she is on many things now. So. Yep. No, no, because I've been impressed. I, you know, she follows me. I follow her. We have a chat every once in a while on Twitter and whatever. And she tweets out things. I will tell you over the last six months. Well, you know, when it comes to things like Black Lives Matter, when it comes to to things like that, well to the left, anything that would have ever thought I would have seen her do in the past. Well, that's interesting. So, okay, that is interesting then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's blow this popsicle joint, and uh, nope. we will talk to you guys on Thursday with Amanda. And again. Uh, Republicans matter. Uh, you know, there you go. That's my that's my T-shirt. Republicans matter. Um, no, but I mean, Republican, anti-Trump Republicans matter. Never Trumpers matter. We need people in the middle. And uh, she's exactly the kind of person that's going to get us some people in the middle. Because I tell you, and my mom is, my mom's like the perfect swing voter. Mom got sick of Trump from day one. And I mean, she had already decided on day one she wasn't going to vote for him. But, you know, I think I mentioned this. She's still kind of dealing with this thing in her head where in her generation, you didn't waste your vote. So she right. won't not she won't not vote. That would be immoral. She won't vote for Mickey Mouse. That would be immoral, right? She doesn't want to vote for some crazy third person, third party person who doesn't have a chance. That would be a wasted vote, you know. So I'm like, oh god. So she, so literally, she's and this is and mom is not one of those people who wants to vote for Trump and is pretending to find reasons like that woman on CNN yesterday. The woman on CNN yesterday, they're interviewing a Trumper in, uh, I believe she was in Wisconsin, and she's talking about how, but you know. No, I voted for Trump the first time. I'm really unsure this time. I, you know, I don't like what I'm right. seeing. And they ask her about Biden, and she says, "Oh, but you know, Biden, Biden. I really have problems with Biden." And she's going off and right, people like, remember they're still right? in that there's their yeah. connections. They're still in yeah. that tribal atmosphere. Where a lot of people they know. Yeah. You know, it's it's uncomfortable coming out, and that's why it's so important. What what Republican voters against Trump. You know, and other groups are doing that have normal, regular, everyday people come out and say, <clears throat> you know what? It's OK. <clears throat> you can do it. You can vote. You can vote for Joe Biden because this is, you know, and it doesn't mean that we have to agree with never Trumpers and everything. <clears throat> We've had these conversations, John, with people like, oh, they're just no, Republicans. Oh, they got actually, us here. Yeah. We can fight yeah. them on causes. We can fight them in the political realm. Democracy is about forming coalitions uh, when it best defends the interests of democracy, the interests of the people. And right. right now, preserving democracy and getting these these louts out of office is by far the most important thing if we're ever going to have all the other things that people on the left say they want. So you know what? That is the first priority. And I will work with Amanda Carpenter and I will work right. with, with Joe Walsh and I will work with you know, Lincoln Project and anybody else for that matter who is willing to line up against and, and protect my country from from throwing aside this its democracy. democracy. My country. You know, okay. and, and they are Let's, really important. So anyway, we're done. But, you know, we always do yeah, this. We're done. We will wrap. Better. We will see you Thursday morning. Well, we do it Thursday morning, and then our great editor, who gets paid a lot of money, is going to have yeah. to edit it first. Our His producer. <laughs> exactly. So you'll be seeing this Thursday afternoon, most likely, unless I get a hot date or a hot dog walk. Probably a hot dog walk is much more likely. All right. All right. Guys, we are good. I know I'm getting delirious now. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.